You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. Do you know what? It's the fifth anniversary of the Attacking Scrum this week, Dan. Did you know that? I did. I had a uh, a little LinkedIn notification on uh, saying, <laughs> well done on your anniversary. It felt, um, felt a little bit wrong. What's embarrassing about that, mate, is you put it straight on your LinkedIn the very, <laughs> of course I did. The very day it happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. Five years, though. I know. Blimey. That's a lot of time us chatting rubbish about rugby, isn't it? Sat in the uh, sat in the freezing cold basement uh, to doing late night late night ones in the kitchen to this futuristic version. Well, futuristic. It would have seemed futuristic if you'd have said to us five years ago that we could record from separate locations and uh, uh, and yeah. still be able to see each other and talk and get it all get it all done in half decent audio quality. So yeah, there you go, mate. Amazing. Five That's years. It. It's come a long come a long way, or has it? <laughs> Nothing. I'm not sure it has. <laughs> not a lot's changed, but um, yeah, You're... five years. It is quite incredible, really, that five years has passed. Which is yeah, it's just as well that our our two favourite players came off the bench this weekend, and you got to see Lloyd Williams in action, and I got to see Matthew Morgan in action. So there you go, mate. It's good that that those things have remained a constant. Absolutely, long and long may it continue as well. L- long may it continue. But the big headlines of the weekend: um, a resurgent, flamboyant number ten continues to make headlines after a long layoff. That's Gareth Anscombe, by the way, not you, Dan, just in case, just oh, in case you're getting, wondering then. It's getting geared up then. You're getting geared up. Well, mate, I mean, you are, you're performing the Gareth Anscombe role right now. We used to call you Henson because you have to manage your workload. Right now, you can't get enough, can you? Just back from uh, back from absence, he, want, he wants to play every week. Get the ball in hand. I, absolutely, ball in hand, controlling the game nicely. Can go up a few levels still, but just holding a little back. Oh, but I, still perform. Still getting man of the match performances, Jen, week in, week out. That's I what I bring. I can't wait to see what you're taking it up a level is, Dan. Cannot wait to see what that is. Tempo. Tempo, this is it. Uh, but you've even been doing your homework as well and watching rugby, which is, I was I was astonished. We, we had the text through um, this morning to see who's available for selection. And Yestin is, we've got to manage Yestin's workload, especially after the Lions, because it damn near nearly killed him having to, having to watch that rugby over the summer. And uh, we've let Murph have a night off after a long shift from January through to now. So, um, yeah, to, to see a text from you coming through and saying, oh, yeah, seen the, seen the rugby, raring to go. So, yeah, breath of fresh air, mate, like a, like a brand new signing. That's it. Yeah, no, I needed, needed to change it up, didn't I, from watching no rugby over the last five years to watching something <laughs> now. So, 
yeah, well, I, they've got a good job. No? At points over those five years, you've watched no rugby. I would say for the vast majority of it, you did a pretty good job of uh, of working six days a week and juggling a, a young family and still managing time to watch Cardiff. Oh, keep going on this. Keep going. I'm loving this. Vic, <laughs> come and listen to this now. What Jed's saying. Yeah, it's lovely. Oh, no one's around because no one wants to talk to me in my oh, house. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. I That's... know. House full of girls, though. It's, I know. Um, yeah. It can be can be can be a very lonely place at times, just. Yeah, no, I know that, but um, yeah, I, I'm in this, a similar boat. In fact, I watched the Ospreys Cardiff game this morning while uh, I was getting my little and her milk, so that was on, um, which might explain why I'm down the pecking order when it comes to who she wants to spend time with, uh, you know, because I consistently make her watch Welsh rugby. But um, there we go, mate. Maybe that's yeah. It. Maybe that's where we're, that's where we're going wrong, isn't it? They're like, we don't want to watch the regions or the clubs or. <laughs> Whatever else, it's 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 cool. It might well be that, mate. That might that might well be the problem. Uh, well, fortunately, we have. And um, where do you want to begin? Should we begin on Friday night with the Scarlets? Yeah, seems like a good place to start. Yeah, you enjoy that one. Yeah, I did. In I did enjoy that game. Yeah, I thought there was um, it was pretty physical, wasn't it? Um, pretty physical affair and some. Some some good performances from from the Scarlets boys. I'm quite excited actually to see where where Scarlets are gonna are gonna sort of go with this style of play there that they're coming out with because it is it's an exciting brand at the moment, isn't it? But it's not it's not quite clicking all over the park just yet. But you 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 feel that it's going to, don't you? Yeah, definitely. I think we mentioned last week that some of the ball in hand was really exciting against Edinburgh, and I think that that continued. This week too, um, you know, I'm sure we'll get onto your favourite part of naming the players who caught your eye uh, fairly fairly shortly. But certainly, it looked you know looked good in attack. I thought they were good uh, good in the tight as well. Actually, it was a good um, foundation to build on. You know, pack went well, and um, you know they've obviously still got some injuries and some players to come in, particularly in the back row as well. So I think encouraging signs for Scarlets, and you know, like we said, I think it was their defence against Edinburgh that cost them that game. And um, that you know started to gel a bit more. I didn't think the Lions had a, a huge amount up their sleeve. Really, it, it looked um, you know apart from a couple of individuals who really shone for them. And you know Hendricks are outside half, and uh, the uh, the outside centre had a fantastic game as well. You know, really eye catching stuff. But they never really managed to string that many phases together, which I think again is testament to the uh, to the Scarlets' defence. And I and yeah. also you remember we mentioned last week that they've got a new defence coach on board who's come over from uh, who's come over from Ulster. Well, they they also interviewed him on uh, on Friday night. He, he made a brief cameo, and his name I think his name is Hugh Hogan. Which again, sticking with the nickname themes, has to be Hulk, surely. <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, got Were be. you a big fan? Going off topic, but were you a big fan of, of WWF back in the day? No, no time for it, mate. Not interested. Really? No, just never. Like again, lots of you know, lots of my mates did and and stuff, but I never really got it. Do you? You into that? Yeah, I, I yeah, it was it was huge. Yeah, like Jake the Snake and yeah, all the Legion of Doom. Yeah, I was yeah. really, really, really into that. But um, it's it's such such a bizarre thing. But yeah, back to uh, <laughs> back to the back to the game. I um exactly what you said really with um with the Lions. I thought they they brought quite a quite a big sort of power game didn't they but they just they were disappointing that they couldn't keep they couldn't keep real real phase play going and when it mattered they tended to knock on the ball or spill the ball or do something a little bit um a little bit silly really which i think if they'd if they'd held on to the ball and gone through the phases they could have caused a bit more trouble because they took time to get over the line didn't they but there was a couple of examples you know that one particular that one one try in the second half where they just kept grinding it out and they managed to get there. But um yeah, it was pretty pretty sort of easy stuff really to 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 defend, wasn't it? It was just you had to you had to make your tackles basically. Yeah, I think that I think that was it. And um yeah, Scott's did a a pretty decent job of that. I, I have to say I didn't enjoy it as much as the games last week. I think um it was pretty obvious the Scarlets were going to win that throughout. I, I, I you know, regardless of what the scoreline was saying, I didn't really feel like it was going to be it was going to go down to the wire. I thought they they were the better side across the uh, across the eighty minutes quite comfortably. But um, let's get on to it, mate. Who who caught your who caught your eye for the Scarlets or for, or indeed for the Lions? Who who stood out for you? 
Yeah, I, I for me, I've got a Costello. I thought was had a, had a, had, a, had a great game. I thought you physically hit hard in the tackle, and um, we all know what he can do in attack. But he he did he bring he brought it, didn't he? Took it. I mean, a lot of people say it, doesn't he? But he takes it takes it to the line, takes it flat, not afraid to take a knock, take a hit, and just creates a fair bit of space for for those outside him. And when you've got that, you know, that back line plus with further players to come in, that's where I get excited by the Scarlets because you think it can it's only going to get better. And the two centres as well are just just quality, aren't they? Just absolute class. You know, Scott Williams just looks looks like a diff he looks like a different level. I thought in the first half in particular he was very impressive. You know, it was just lots of nice touches and you kind of seen throughout Scott's career, you know, he had a real good turn of pace at the start of his career and, you know, a good eye for a gap. And then he became very much a power centre. And I think, again, obviously with the, you know, perhaps some of the injury problems he's had prior to the back problems, you know, maybe, it's, you know, he lost that yard of pace and, you know, we'd seen him turn very much into a power centre. But, you know, some of the sleight of hand stuff and the passes around the back and, and the footballing skills, you know, with mm. with boot and with hand, I thought was, yeah, was was really impressive. And, you know, I, I know I said last week, I think he's got a long way to go to, to kind of get back to the kind of form that get him in the Wales the Wales side. But, I mean, Pivot will certainly be, be taking a look. It was a, a, the first half, I would say, the first 40 minutes for sure was a, was a really, another really encouraging performance for Scott. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's when he's got the ball in hand, isn't it? It's not the... We know he can carry hard, but it's... I said it last week that he looked as if he had so much more time on the ball than the other mm. players. And it was it was, it was was prevalent again, wasn't it? L- lots of sort of... Lots of double pumps, lots of holds, lots of really sort of nice, simple lines as well that just, that just made it easy for, I think, you know, Costello really, didn't it? It, it, it was nice for him and then nice for... Uh, Nice for his centre partnership, who he knows relatively well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a real joy to see Scott Williams. I know we're both massive fans, aren't we? But I think most probably Welsh rugby fans are as well. How can you not be? So, yeah, really good. And are we uh, can I move on to the to the pack? You can, well, actually, you can in one moment. But I was really impressed with Tom Rogers. I know, and not just the not just the try scoring prowess, but. Um, just looked really, really lively. I know he's been highly rated uh, for for a while, and and um, fans down west have been raving about him. But he's a a real prospect. I think there's just a a fantastic turn of foot and a real bit of flair about him that uh, that I and think he's is powerful. really exciting. He's he is powerful, isn't he? Hard touch, to put down. Yeah. Touch of yeah. the Josh Adams is, I would say. Yeah, yeah. He's he's difficult. He broke broke a lot of tackles, didn't he? And he is, yeah, he's really quick with his feet and a, a proper threat, isn't he? So it's a good yeah. shout. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was very impressed with him. But go on, let's let's have a look at the pack. Yeah, with the pack, I I, I got to make make a massive sort of shout out really for Calamaphony. I thought he was he was superb, absolutely superb, isn't he? Because um, the 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 scrum was under quite a lot of pressure at times as well, and the way in which he was able to just sort of set things up. Well, not actually. That's a bit disservice. Well, not set things up, but actually carry hard, and then get a platform again for the Scarlets. Just made a massive difference. You think if that was an eight, that um, that a lot of eights could have could have struggled and uh, uh, in that sort of game. But he was he was superb, wasn't he? And, and you know, carried hard, hit hard, um, and did all the things you'd expect from a top quality eight. Yeah, do you know what? Now, now you're talking about it, and I said about five minutes ago that there was a good platform. You're right. The scrum really did struggle. I've completely misremembered that. You're right. The scrum struggled a lot during the game, and yeah, it was. Uh, he was doing a lot of picking the ball up from under the under the hooker's feet and gaining those, making sure that they that um, the Lions didn't turn uh, didn't turn those scrums into penalties. And um, you know, I said it before that you know the the kind of stuff that that Toby does really well for for Wales and and when he was at the Dragons before that was getting you out of trouble and buying you five yards when you really need it. I thought, yeah, Callum McFane did a lot of that work and quite rightly picked up man of the match. Yeah, he was he was he, he, he was superb. Some nice some nice nifty offloads as well, and they his contribution was felt all over the park really in 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 the tight and in the loose. So probably um, yeah, head, head head and shoulders above above. Uh, all other players in the pack, I would say, really. But anyone else catch your your eye in the pack, uh, Jed, or sort of? 
little bit of blending in with. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Rob Evans was busy, um, which is which is kind of what you want to see. But yeah, you, you're quite right. Scrum time was very very difficult. Not that that all lies with the with the front row. Um, but yeah, I, I think Callum Mafaney, without without doubt, the the standout player in that pack. And um, yeah, what a fantastic signing he's been for them. It's uh, you know the just such a dependable player and gets you gets you front football when you when you when you need it. So yeah, he's uh, definitely definitely a deserved man of the match for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, quick, Hands down. Quick uh, kind of aside before we go and look at some of the other games. This might well, this will probably cross over into it, but naturally with the the autumn games get, getting underway in a, in a few weeks we're going to have an, an eye on Wales selection the centers is is one thing i want to want to talk about again obviously you mentioned there Scott Williams and John Fox and have you got any clear idea as to who's who you would like to see feature in the center for Wales during the autumn i i haven't really no i mean i know that it's going to be there's a good number of options now in the center aren't they and what i what i am excited by is it doesn't seem like that long ago that we were having almost those, you know, crisis po- crisis pod mm. meetings. Really, with what are we going to do in the centre? We're just we're so thin on the ground, aren't we? And uh, it's not it's not all of a sudden because this has been building for some time, isn't it? But we've got a lot of quite a lot of depth there now, haven't we? Um, whether or not it's you know the depth is sort of international quality is is another is another thing but there's some decent centers around and i think the biggest thing jed really is is what what com- how the combinations work isn't it that's that's going to be vital uh in the centers but also tying that into the you know the outside backs and and, and the number 10 as well it's yeah it is and i was thinking about this because particularly during the the ospreys cardiff game which we're going to talk about in more detail in a minute but I was kind of thinking you could very easily see a backline featuring Anscombe, Halaholo, Collins in there, which just made me think, you know, it, as much as those are, are the form players, is that going to scare New Zealand? Because they're players that, you know, that New Zealand let go, you know, had no interest really of capping any time in the last seven or eight years. Um it's the kind of it's I don't know you know I mean obviously it, it's about what, where they are now as players and how they perform as a combination, but it did just make me think you know is that the kind of backline that's going to strike a strike a bit of fear into um, into New Zealand or or do you think they'll kind of be fairly um, fairly unthreatened by it? And not that I'm saying that is the backline. I'm just it was just something that popped into my head that you know and you you could chuck McNichol into the mix as well. And you know, realistically, you've got a backline that features a lot of players that New Zealand just simply didn't fancy. But then again, their strength in depth is very, very different to anyone else in the world. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think that the New Zealanders would sort of, um, would sort of think, you know, well, they they couldn't make it, they couldn't make it for us. So, you know, we got we got a we got an advantage. I, I, I just think they look at they look at everyone like they can they mm. they can beat them, can't they? And um, you know, if they're the players that we think we'll, we'll, that are on form and can do the job, then we'll we'll go with it, won't we? But you've almost got backlines in in. You know, you've got you've got the Scarlets. You know, the Scarlets uh, ten, twelve, thirteen, haven't you? You've got you've got the Ospreys uh, ten, twelve, thirteen. You could see you. you it's um, it, it's yeah. It's going to be. I think it all comes down to the um, how they all go together, doesn't it? That's going to be and and who's playing ten as well? Well, I think ten ten is the obvious one. I mean, Toby Booth after the game was saying that you know Anscombe needs a bit of time to find his feet before being thrust straight back into Wales. But the fact of that first game being played outside the international window means it's he's hands down going to be Anscombe playing then. Um, Do you think that's Toby Booth though saying you oh, know, don't don't pick you know give him give him a bit more time? I think he's just trying to take the pressure off his player, really. You know, I think obviously Anscombe has been out for such a long period of time, has concentrated on getting back to fitness, has given a really good account of himself in the first two games. And then I think it's it's just his his head coach trying to take a bit of the pressure off. Mm. Um, I'm sure. But, or could it be, be but, but could it be sort of, you know, could it be sensible? Like I know he's mentioned it last week that he's, he's back playing for the Ospreys, so he's got to be fit. But it, it, it is different match fit, isn't it? And 
could it be sent more sensible for Anscombe? I know we've got problems, but but does it does it matter? You know, is it does it matter really? Is it is it better to have him? You know, do you think it's better to have him rested? Just get him, you know, quite a quite a good number of games with the Ospreys before suddenly he's back in the international scene. Just I don't I don't think there's any options at all. You know, I just think that there's with like we went through last week. If you've got Dan Bigger unavailable for selection, don't know what Jared's fitness is going to be like. I mean, what we would you select Priestland to play in that game at age thirty five, or would you pick Anscombe? You know, yeah, on, on I think, the basis that he's 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 fit and playing, therefore he's available for selection. Because I'd definitely be going with with Anscombe. Well, I just think you know we got we, Priestland's there. We know Priestland could do a job. You know, Costello, we we Sam Davis. There is players that are there. Could, it's it's am I? Would I like to see Anscombe there? Absolutely, he's the he's he's the best ten. But I just I just wonder whether um, for him it would be better not not for him to play and. Uh, I, I can't see it happening either. but I'm, I'm sure he'll be desperate to play because by then as well, he might well have another three games, three or four games for the Ospreys under his, well, three games anyway for the Ospreys under his belt, um, you know, either off yeah. the bench or, or starting. And I I think as long as, as long as he feels fit and confident enough, then, you know, particularly that game, you know, the, you know, the, the, the nation of his birth as well. Um, when, when the opportunity's there, because realistically, if you don't pick him, and then you pick, I don't know, Priestland or whoever for that first game. Bigger will come in for the second game. And then Anscombe is down the pecking order. I think he'll be desperate to play and, and desperate to, to really prove a point and say, up until I got injured, I was the first choice 10. And, you know, I'm I'm back now and, I, and I'm fighting for this jersey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, they'll. I'm sure they'll have a chat with him, won't they, and say, is he... How is he feeling? And is he? It's all. It's all. A lot of it's good. It's got to come from that, isn't it? If he's, if he's feeling good, feeling fit, then um, and mentally right, then he'll then he'll be in there. But I just, I it was just something I wanted to ask you really because we got the Six Nations, you know, coming around the corner. The autumn internationals, of course, they're important, but there's there's potentially bigger, uh, you know, bigger games uh, beyond this. So, yeah. Let's uh, time will yeah. tell. I, I mean, I think the thing is, is that you've got the big three this autumn, and well, in th- presuming that South Africa fixture still goes ahead, so there's been some rumblings in the press today about them suffering from bubble fatigue and stuff like that. Um, but my guess is that that game will go ahead, and you end up playing that. You know, you end up playing the big three and Fiji. So there's no, there's no easy game. You know, there's no Canada on a Friday night here. They're, they're all very, very tough fixtures. So I think that, you know, with that in mind, you've got to put together the strongest side that you can that you can find. And um, I think Pivac will, will want to do that, you know. I, as, it seems strange because even though there's a Six Nations title in the, you know, in his, uh, in his trophy cabinet, I still think there's a lot of questions. Just, you know, obviously a bit different over the summer because of um, all the Lions being away. But... You know that Six Nations title. It was it was strange. You know, a couple of games against uh, <laughs> against sides without um, uh, you know, with players getting sent off, a couple of interesting refereeing decisions, and um, and played in empty stadiums. So I think that you know, for for momentum, he, he'll want to get he'll want to go out there and and show that that side can do it against the against the best sides in the world. So I, I don't think there's going to be that much experimenting personally. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see them. Let's see what let's happens. See. All right, we've still got to talk about the uh, the Ospreys and Cardiff game, and we're also going to have a look uh, at the Dragons Leinster game too. Uh, but first, we're going to take this very very quick break. Time, Dan, to talk about the uh, the Welsh derby this weekend, which was the Ospreys against Cardiff. Uh, a win for the Ospreys. Um, I guess a bit of a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Quite a functional performance from the Ospreys. I would say clinical, professional, but you know, it kind of didn't... Um, perhaps not one to set the pulses racing. Uh, you know, And then Cardiff kind of fed off scraps a little bit, but but had had their moments. Uh, what did you make of that game as a whole? Yeah, I didn't think it was a great a great game, great spectacle really. It was um 
it was watchable and quite entertaining because it was it was close and it was a derby, you know. But mm. if you put you know if you put, if you put a neutral in front of it, they would have said that was a poor, that was a poor quality game, really, wasn't it? Um, but I, I I sort of hung on hung on in there and watched it. Um, uh, you know, Cardiff made so many so many errors, didn't they? So many so many had so many penalties go against them. It was very difficult for them to get any sort of any sort of momentum and they you know they struggled a bit physically as well in in the areas that we've we've probably mentioned for the last five years consistently um ospreys yeah look anscom anscom was quality wasn't he just quietly went about his business i'd, I'd say really in you know neat nice tidy uh, organized fashion as you you know some of those bits you pointed out and um you know there was um you know, there was some decent, uh, you know, decent performances in the, uh, you know, in the pack. I thought, I thought um, seven, uh, you know, Jack, um, Jack Morgan, Morgan was, Jack Morgan was, 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 was good. Was very, very good. Um, I watched him quite a bit throughout the game. And yeah, at times I found myself thinking, well, you know, he's, he's just, you know, he's making tackles. He's doing what, what you think a seven should do, but, but he, he, he was doing stuff on top of that as well. I thought that that just made him stand out for me, actually, um, which I'm not sure would have been picked up if you hadn't been watching him all the time. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, actually. I was kind of thinking the same thing after two games because he's, you know, I've said it before, he's one of the most exciting prospects in Welsh rugby. And mm. I, in the first game and the game against Cardiff, I, I, I found myself having those exact same thoughts saying, yeah, it's neat and tidy. He's getting through a lot of work. And then there's a couple of eye-catching, a couple of eye-catching turnovers in there that you think, right, this guy really, really does know what he's doing. And, and part of you actually thinks that sometimes it's, it's not just about those, about those turnovers. It's knowing when to go for them. And sometimes just, you know, just slowing the ball down briefly and then getting out of there is, is the right thing to do. And when you have that opportunity to make a big turnover, then, then pulling the trigger and doing it, and he's uh, yeah. He, I, I thought he was impressive, and he can't be far away from the squad. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be pretty close, isn't he? I also thought he put in. Uh, there was one particular hit in the second half where he 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 really hit one of the uh, one of the blues blues boys hard or Cardiff boys hard, and and dislod- dislodged the ball, and it was a uh, it, it just. It was a knock-on, completely changed the momentum um, at, at quite a key point. So he's got that uh, that physicality, that edge to him as well. Where if he, you know, if if he, he'll he'll know when to hit someone really hard as well. While we're talking, to- while we're talking about hard hits from number sevens, the the one Ellis Jenkins landed on Gareth Anscombe was Ooh. absolutely massive and perfectly timed, hit. and you know. Yeah, it was just the, exactly the kind of thing. Is it me or does Ellis look a bit look a bit bigger to you? I yeah, don't he know. does. It seems like he's really bulked up a load. Yeah, more. he does. I thought that as well. Um, yeah, his legs sort of they almost look like you know you you you've got a bit of a distinction between your your thighs and uh, your lower leg. His his looks to be sort of almost the same all the way down at the moment, which is um, <laughs> which is which is interesting. But yeah, he looked powerful, didn't he? Yeah, he Looked, did. How, uh, how do you think he's got on his first, you know, his kind of first couple of games back? Yeah, I think he's, you know, I think he's done some some decent stuff. I think he's he's had a quite a lot of penalties go against him though as well, hasn't he? Um, I, I can't say I've looked at those closely enough to say whether they're, you know, whether they were fifty fifty or whether he got them wrong or, or, or you know whatever. There's always a bit of interpretation there, but he's had he has had quite a few penalties against him. Um, I think it's probably. N- I don't know. Is it fair to say it's not, not quite, not he's not at not at his 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 best then, you know. I I think it's been solid. I certainly don't think there's been anything wrong with it. I think it's just I feel like he's one eye catching performance away from getting back to getting back to his best. Um, I think as much as anything, it's just getting through those games without without injury. I think you're right that there there were a couple that a couple of those decisions that um that perhaps he didn't get right and i would expect that again to to come back with um with more game time because he, it is one of the games that he's so good at he's so strong over the ball and normally again ha- having that 
that ruck intelligence of knowing when to slow it, when to go for the turnover, when to just steer clear is something that he's very, very good at. And yeah, I just think he's getting back back up to, to match fitness. So I, I think he's been solid in both games from, from my point of view. I'm just starting to kind of mull over those back row options when it comes to the autumn and, and you know, having a lot of players come back from injury. Um, it's going to be interesting in that first game again because there's, you know, obviously there won't be any Toby in that game and thinking, right, who's the who's going to be the best option at, at eight? Um, and that is that is an interesting one. Um, so, yeah, you know, what kind of balance you look for in that back row? Could you feature, you know, the the Ellis Jenkins, Ellis Jenkins, Jack Morgan style twin fetchers in the into the mix. It's, it's going to be fascinating that back row as it as it always is. But I think particularly for that first game, it's it's not going to be a, a straightforward selection. Yeah, it is, yeah, absolutely. It is. It is going to be um, really interesting to see what happens in the back row, as it is, um, you know, as it is in the centres. That's you know, there's quite a few. It's wide it's open, be, actually, isn't it? There's loads of positions that you just, yeah, you're just not sure. Yeah, the nine. Sure you know, there's, there's a lot of positions that are that are, that are wide open, aren't they? So it makes it makes for um, yeah, there's gonna be some big call big calls coming up, aren't they? And that's where these these games are, um, you know, in the, in the run up now are going to be pretty pretty important. I thought Colin, you know, Collins before he hobbled off, um, he's a really. It's kind of there's no point even saying is it, but he's an intelligent operator, mm. isn't he? Just you know exactly what he's gonna what he's gonna do, and I think before he hobbled off, he was he was definitely gonna be be in the squad, wasn't he? Um, if not, well, if so, not yeah. starting, probably you know, if not starting somewhere, really. Um, I don't know how how severe his injury is, but it didn't look too good, did it? No, it didn't. I'm not sure at this stage, but it's yeah, you you're never too sure about that. Don't you? I suppose the the good thing is he wasn't going off on a stretcher, and managed to kind of hobble up. So you hope that it's um, it's perhaps not as serious as it might have been. But he's yeah, he's he's had a really bright start, and like you say, brings that kind of that kind of Kiwi intelligence to the midfield and knowing when to go, when to take someone on, when to put boot to ball, just great game management, which, you know, I imagine is a real, is a real nice thing for Anscombe to have outside him, you know, to have, I know he's wearing 13, but just having anyone in the centre, he will do that. Uh, yeah. Help take that, that bit of pressure off and offer another footballing option is, um, is really, really handy. And obviously he slotted in a little bit at 15 as well. So he's uh, yeah. I mean, if he, if he is fit for the autumn, I think he'll be he'll be there or thereabouts. Um, yeah, what for? What, what about Cardiff then? Like we like we said, it was a good win at home last week um, in strange circumstances with people playing out of position. But I think they'll they'll be disappointed all in all with this with this performance. Like I say, it seemed to be the penalties just killed them. Yeah, the number of it. Yeah, there was there was there was way too many penalties. Um, that Cardiff conceded again. I, I'd have to, 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 to be honest, I'd have to go back and, and, and go over the game to say whether or not they were, you know, 50 fifties or slightly unfair or whatever else. But again, you can't, you just can't make that many, you just can't make that many penalties. Can you, I think, you know, front, front five, they, they struggled a bit, didn't they? Um, well, it's an interesting selection. I know it was mentioned in commentary, but going for Reese Carey and Dylan Lewis as your as your props against uh, you know a very strong front five that uh, that the Ospreys had out, and it didn't it didn't seem to do them any favours at uh, at uh, scrum time. No, no, it didn't. I mean, there was some nice you know some nice touches around you know around the park from from Carey and Dylan, but you've got to do. You've got to do what you're there to do of you in the front row and first first and foremost. And I just think it's so difficult if you haven't got the out and out hard edge scrummaging lines of you that come with um you know, that come with some of the other some of the you know, some of the other props and um you know second row I thought you know, I thought Seb Davis, he does look bigger. I think Murph mentioned, doesn't he? He looks like he's he's bulked up. He he did he did carry quite well but there's still you know for me the Ospreys you know the Ospreys second row you know were, 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 were better than them to be honest mm. um, and it just Cardiff 
in a in a strange way, they they misfired for me and in, in in the pack and and the backs. It just it just it didn't work. Um, it didn't work in the backs of them either. They made quite a few errors, whether it was the wrong running lines or or a knock on or um, sort of running into each other's paths a little bit. It just it was just quite clunky from them. Yet they were, you know, they were in the game. Mm. You know, so I think it would be one of those games, like you said there, that they'll they'll probably look back at and think if they'd actually, if they'd actually played, you know, just that little bit better, it could have been a different outcome, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was uh, like you say, there was lots of errors, not just the penalties, uh, you know, all across, all across the, uh, all across the park, really. And but still, to be in it that late in the game, uh, and I think actually that was the thing that that for me, I know a lot of people, yeah, and you were saying there, you know, as it wasn't the highest standard of rugby, I didn't, I didn't mind it as a game to be honest, because again, it it, it went down to it went down to the wire, and either side could have won it, and I, I just think that. That's what this league needs more than anything is competition, and the the more close games that we can get, the better. Um, but it's it was a yeah, it, it will definitely be frustrating for them because they were they were in the game, and it just seemed like there were there were errors were were hitting them at at crucial points, and um, and that's what made it difficult for them. Whereas the Ospreys, again, it to me it looked a bit more like the Ospreys of. Uh, and, I, and when I say of old, I'm talking going back five, six years, you know, or probably even longer. You know, it was the kind of stuff they just they got it they got it right up front. Um, scrum looked good, um, you know, and being able to bring Adam Beard off the bench, uh, even mm. when their their second rows had gone very well, being able to bring him on and and just add that um, not just the bulk, but he he seems like he's really developed. And I noticed this on the Lions tour as well. He's got a, a few more like sleight of hand stuff as well now that. Um, that I think you wouldn't have associated with him right at the start of his career. So I think he's going to be a really important player for them going forward. But yeah, they, yeah. Do they... you see him talking as well? Do you see him talking a lot to uh, Josh Thomas and mm. uh, just just saying, you know, just just can't, just cool, you know. And then he seemed to be winding up, you know, winding up the the Cardiff boys a little bit, and then giving a you know giving some taps to the front row as well. It, it seemed like I was looking, we were almost looking at a captain, you know. Mm. I mean that um, that that second row berth is his now, isn't it? It's it's if everyone's fit, it's him and mm. Alan Wynne Jones all the way, and he's yeah he's really developing into a into a top quality second row, and the the stuff that we know he's done really well, particularly defending line outs and um, and just offering his massive massive frame at line outs as well. You know he's he's always done that stuff really well, but I feel like his all round game is getting better and better. So, um, yeah, he he did well. But all in all, that you know, again, I think the um, the Ospreys were able to bring on some some good reinforcements. I was interested, like you said, there with Josh Thomas. It's interesting that in a game as tight as that, that um, you know they're bringing on a guy who's not massively experienced, but they seem to be completely. You know, both the halfbacks are, are pretty young guys, but they seem pretty comfortable that. Um, that we're going to send them on, and and they're going to be able to close the game out for us, and and it and it kind of panned out that way. Yeah, it's it's nice to see, isn't it? Really, you know, the young youngsters coming on, big, you know, sort of big ten minutes, and um, yeah, I just and then coming, yeah, Adam Beard just having a little chat with him, and just probably saying, you know, we it it looks like they're they're really playing for each other. I, I could mm. see that they knew. It looked as if, didn't it, to me, Jed, that they they knew what they needed to do to win, and that even though it was pretty close, they um, they weren't going to let it, they weren't going to not get the win. If that makes sense, they were, mm. you know, hit just all the hit hard, um, you know, across the park. Um, yeah, they they look um, they look like they're going to be tough to beat at home, don't they? Yeah, I think they are. I think I think all the foundations are kind of um, are there now. They they've just got to keep the keep the form going. I think Toby Booth's doing a really really good job in charge of them. And uh, like we said, I thought the recruitment was good over the summer. Having Anscombe back is like having a brand new signing. And yeah, uh, yeah they're they're kind of starting to um, yeah starting to move in in the right direction. Tougher challenges await, but I think they're they're generally a good nick. And I also think you know Cardiff have been a little bit a, a little bit hot and cold, but I think that. 
you know they've they've undoubtedly got a quality coach, and I think that he'll. Um, Okay. The, the weird thing is, Dan, like you said, it's just they seem to still have the weakness in the areas that we've that we've always that we've always spoken about. You know, I think across the squad, they're they're at least a hooker light. Um, I think in the in the second row, they really could use a you know a massive six foot ten South African bruiser. Uh, you know, they just a real enforcer in that um, in that pack. It's it's those positions where they've. Um, where they've, they've not necessarily recruited as hard as they could have. I know they've lost Corey Hill over the summer, which uh, which makes a massive um, which makes a massive dent in the in the squad. But it's uh, it's just, it is kind of the same old problems. But I don't know. I think if it, you know if anyone can get a tune out of that that squad, it'll be it'll be Die Young. And, and like I say, it was only it was only a four point only a four point game. They could have won it. And uh, and I think that yeah, I, I think there'll be better performances around the corner from them. Yeah, agreed. Want to talk about the dragons then? Yeah, so I'm hoping you can. No, I haven't seen this, and I haven't even looked at the score either. So I'm hoping you can. Um... Oh, do, do you want me to go can... through it blow by blow? I'll go through. I'll go through it as a, as yeah. a minute by minute account for you. Um, so no, it's going to be going to be an hour from here now. Yeah. No. It's um. Oh, where to begin? Really? I mean, look, losing to so seven six loss to Leinster at home. I mean. I didn't envisage that at the start of the game. Seven six. Seven six, yeah. Um Wow. And yeah, we're down to thirteen men in the first half as well with two Simbins. Uh they scored their try really early on as well. Um so that was the, the first points they scored. Um Dragons didn't look like scoring a try throughout the bulk of the game, really. Tricky conditions, because even though it had stopped raining, there was a lot of you know, a lot of moisture on the pitch and it was greasy and the way the Dragons have liked to play in recent times is, you know, they'll have Moriarty or or um, Rollins coming in on angle or, you know, or Dixon or someone like that coming in on angle. There were a lot of balls spilt like that. Um, so we didn't really look like scoring a try, but some of the defence at times was absolutely heroic. There were some big turnovers in there. Um, there was, I mean, I, I maybe I'm just being a bit one-eyed about this, but I did feel like we didn't get the rub of the green um refereeing wise and sometimes well not even sometimes I think to beat Leinster you need Leinster to have a bad game and you need a little bit of luck to go your way as well um but that said you know going into the going into the last minute could have won it and Roger Williams made a massive impact off the bench I thought he had a really good game but then you know we we kicked the ball away right in the latter stages so we were reliant on trying to turn over turn over Leinster and then score and um, and Roger Williams kicked the ball away towards the end of the game, which which I think was a was a bad move because it's you know you where you're in that position where you need to score a try or you well you need to score points in order to um, in order to win the game. I just think you're dicing with death if you kick the ball away against Leinster, and and so it proved. But um, I mean, look before the game, like I say, I would have taken a bit in your hand off for a for a losing bonus point against Leinster. It's just the frustrating thing is I think the the last two times we played them at, at Rodney Parade, I might be wrong because there might be a Rainbow Cup game in there that I've f- forgotten about. But there's certainly been two occasions at Rodney Parade in recent, you know, in the last season mm. where we could have won the game going into the end. And on one occasion we kicked the ball dead, and um, this time round we weren't able to close it out. But I just think, God, if you could have got over the line in one of those in one of those games, it would have made such a massive difference to the sense of belief in the. Um, in the camp, but all in all, more positives than negatives to take that Leinster side was strong. You know, Lions or no Lions, you've still got Ryan in that side. You've got Reese Ruddock, you've got Gibson Park, uh, you've got Ring Rose in there, Deegan, uh, Andrew Porter, Healy coming off the bench, uh, Baird coming off the bench. You know, it's wall to wall quality. So yeah. to take them to take them that close is is definitely very encouraging. But it's just frustrating to be no wins from two out of two home games. Yeah, sounds like a really, really good performance. But yeah, it is, it is slightly frustrating, isn't it? Because Leinster have, you know, have um, it must be, must be one of those um, they must struggle a little bit coming, you know, coming to Newport and and playing against the Dragons. And it would have been, yeah, how good would that have been to have got to have got a win there? Yeah, just, I just massive. I do feel like it's just you know. Um... It's really, really difficult because 
the financial constraints that they're under are well documented. The um, I, th- I think the progress that Dean Ryan has made is is really really good. But now you you kind of want to make that kick on from being competitive to um, to get in some of those wins and um, and you know what a win that would have been against Leinster. So uh, yeah, look, like I say, all in all, I, I think the the one thing that we haven't mentioned, which I think is a massive massive positive is the fitness that the Dragons showed was absolutely huge. And that is one thing that, you know, you can... It's almost a bit like um, a bit like your fielding in cricket. You know, you know, sometimes when you watch, like, the World Cup and they have the Cricket World Cup and they have, you know, sides like Ireland and Canada and teams like that turn up. And they often say that the fielding is one area that you can work on and work on and work on and work on in training and get better and better. Well, I kind of think fitness is is similar in um, in, in club rugby and... The Dragons have worked really, really hard at that over the summer, um, and that's that that is that's evident. You know, they look a lot, lot fitter than they've than they've ever been. So, you know, that in itself, you, when Lentz are able to bring the kind of quality they can off the bench, and you're still going toe to toe with them right at the end, then I think that's that's a massive thumbs up to to Dean Ryan and to um, and to Dan Bore and and the and the fitness staff. So, yeah, it, it's in, it it is encouraging. It's just also a little bit frustrating that I just think a you know a win this early in the season against against either the Ospreys or Leinster would have been a massive shot in the arm. Yeah, it's just because it was so close, isn't it? But yeah. yeah, when you look at when you look at their squad, it is, you know, it's bordering on unfair, is well it is it is unfair, isn't it? But they're just absolutely phenomenal players, left, right, and centre, those that can't make it, those that are injured, those that are on the park, everywhere you look, I suppose it's a it's a very, very well earned point there, isn't it? It's a, it's a winning point. Yeah, look, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one. You know, the the losing bonus point, I think, will will look a lot better after the, you know, after the the defeat has uh, has sunk in. So it's um, yeah. it, it, I mean, it is, it is a good result when you when you look back at the season, um, you're not going to look at losing to Leinster by a point and saying that's a bad, uh, that's a that's a bad result. So. You know, it's um, hopefully something that's you know something there to to build on over the over the next few weeks. Um, because yeah, there, there's certainly a I don't know a a fair few things in that um in there that, that I think you can you can take as big positives. Defense and um, defense and fitness being the main ones. Um, I just think yeah, at times like you know, it was a mixed bag from Sam Davis. There was a couple of errors in there, but also there was some kicks where you know he's he's picking the ball up in his own twenty-two and making some serious yards and just taking that pressure valve off. So it's um it's a tricky one. You just need those. We said it before, but those experienced players, your Roger Williams is and your and your Sam Davies to uh, to to really make a a difference for you. Um, so yeah, it's I don't know. It's disappointing, Dan, but hopefully, hopefully, better results, better results to come. Who was uh, who was stand out for uh, for the Dragons? Good question. That um, I would say, uh, do you know what? Even though he got a yellow card, I, I think Josh Lewis is a really underrated player at fullback. You know, he it's funny because you know you think of him as a ten generally and naturally a, a good kicking option, but he does look to he does look to break when he can, and he plays what's in front of him. Um, I think that uh, Rowlands has started the season very well. Moriarty's, you know, has put in a has put in yeah. A, Moriarty another, looks lively. He put in another solid shift, and um, and Wainwright I thought had a much better game today. He made a really good break off the back of the off the back of the scrum when we were down to thirteen, and you do feel more and more like eight might be his position. You know, just adding that athleticism and um, yeah the. The good ball handling that he's got to the into the mix as well. So yeah, there were players who um, who uh, who look good for me. So yeah, it's um... sure. I mean, without seeing it, Jed, the, mm. the, presumably the 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 dragons pack then must have fared up very well, did they? Because I mean, that's a serious that's a serious Leinster pack. Yeah, they did, and I, I think again, like um, like we said, you know recruitment has been hard for the dragons but both the props they've bought in i think have been uh, have been really good really good additions and you know good props on the cheap which i presume they are to be playing for the dragons are, are very very hard to uh, to come by so they did a good job carter and Rollins together in the second row look really good for me um 
and then obviously you've got um, you've got international quality in Moriarty and Davis and and Ollie Griffiths in the in the back row as well. How did Griffiths so, go? Yeah, mate. Usual, you know, loads of wanting to get his hand on the ball and and carry loads of loads of work at the breakdown, loads of getting smashed around. Um, you know, your, your archetypal Ollie Griffiths um, performance. You know, just full of full of energy and um, you know, you just pray he hasn't got injured. Able to stay fit. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, you just pray he's going to be able to to stay fit for a, for a long period of time. But then, and then you've got Basham coming off the bench as well. Who you know adds a load of a load more athleticism. So you know, back even in the depths of the Dragons' worst you know worst runs, back row has always been an area that there's been there's been a, a good degree of strength in, um, and it's definitely the case at the moment. But yeah, do you want to, do you want to take a look at next week's fixtures? See what uh, yeah, see what you you're thinking for that. Uh, so we start next Friday. Uh, the Ospreys are in action at home to the Sharks. Um, that would be an interesting one, I think. Um, but they are at home. What um, What are your thoughts on that one? I can't. Yeah, the Ospreys just look so, just look quite comfortable at home, don't they? So I'm going to go with an Ospreys, another Ospreys win there. Yeah, I think I think so. I think that could be a really you know a really good test. Um, Sharks lost this weekend to Glasgow. Um, it's it's tough. It's going to be tough away from home for those South African sides. I think because mm. it's you know it's um it's a big, big adjustment. Yeah, the what they have to go through is quite tricky, yeah. isn't it? The bubble, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a massive, um, yeah, it's a massive ask for them. Uh, so yeah, I think Ospreys make it three from three next weekend. Um, I think that you know, like we said, even if they they start making a few changes, they've got a strong squad. So I can see that being, um, I can see that being another home win. Uh, right, what have we got on the Saturday? We have got Dragons away at Connacht. Uh, um, why does why does my gut tell me it's going to be howling it down? It's going to be like gale gale force winds in Galway, uh, and this is going to be um, yeah. this is going to be a bit of a dour affair. Uh, what your and Guinness will be served. Oh uh, yeah, damn right. I fancy a. Dra- I'm going to go with the Dragons win there. Which yeah, I'm going to back. I'm going to back your boys there, Jess. Oh yeah, 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 oh, and a way I mean, win. That- yeah, I mean, God, that'd be that'd be nice. They've, they've, I tell you what, mate. There's been something that's been few and far between in the uh, in the five years we've <laughs> been doing this podcast. Away Dragons <laughs> wins. Uh, I know it's a, it's a half decent opportunity for them, isn't it? Um, you know, undoubtedly they're. Uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough place to go though, isn't it? And I think that Connacht will be buoyed by um, by a win on Friday night against the Bulls. Um, it's a it's a very very tough. I can I yeah. I would say losing bonus point for the dragons would be my prediction there. So Connor to win, but dragons to take a losing bonus point out of it. Yeah, it's probably a lot more sensible. Uh, while we're talking to the Bulls, they travel to Cardiff um, on Saturday night. That one uh, home win there, Dan. Yeah, home win for for Cardiff. It's gonna be a much needed win that as well, isn't it? Um, and. Yeah, just just got to get back to get back to basis, isn't it? Less less pens, sort the uh, sort sort the set piece out, and um, hopefully the backs can um, you know the backs can fire because they didn't uh, they didn't go as well as uh, as everyone knows they can do on the uh, on the weekend, did they? No, I think uh, yeah. Look, it was. They didn't have a, they didn't have a lot of ball. I didn't think during that game, and um, and you're right. What ball they did have, I think was. Um, there's glimpses in there, but there was nothing too consistent. I think that I think it'll be a much better performance from Cardiff this weekend, and I think they'll beat I think they'll beat the Bulls in that one. And then, yeah. and, and then you look at it as two home wins and a losing bonus point away at the Ospreys. And again, on paper, that doesn't look like a bad start to the season at all, does it? No, it doesn't at all. And, and it was it was spirited. You know, there was there was mm. there was some big hits. You know, and, both, and from the Ospreys as well, they hit hard as well, didn't they? Physicality, I thought, was there at times. But um, it's just it's just being sharper, being wiser, I think as well, which um, I'm sure I'm sure um, Die Young will be will, you know will be looking at. And then Sunday, the Sunday afternoon game uh, is Scarlet at home to Munster. This is uh, this is this is the game of the weekend feature in the Welsh regions for me. I think this is a big opportunity to see where the Scarlets are at three games in. Tough, tough game. Um, can they get a win in that one? Yeah. 
That's going to be, yeah, that is going to be, should be a really good game. I, I do think that, I do think the Scarlets can get a, you, you know, can get a win there. I think they're going to have to be, they're going to have to be stronger up, you know, up front. I think they're going to have to really, uh, really tighten up there in the set piece. And, um, you know, it'd be interest, interesting then to see how the, you know, how the backs can, how the backs can fare up and link in with the, with the pack. I don't, we haven't seen the complete performance yet, have we, from the Scarlets? They're sort of building, building some quite nice stuff, but there's still quite, there's still, there's still quite a bit of error, you know, error play in there as well. So I do think they can do it, but it is not going to be easy, is it? No, it's not. I think, um, I think you're right. Yeah, they, they put they they put away the they put away the lions on Friday night, and you're quite right. The set piece will be a worry, particularly when you're you're playing against um, you're playing against Munster. Um, the fact that they're at home, I, I think, will be a will be a big boost. Um, the the back stuff really you know really is potentially very exciting, but the the set piece will have to go you know particularly the scrum will have to go a lot better than it did um, than it did this weekend in order to to stay in that game. Um, I think it'll be tight. I think this could be a good game, but I'm just going to go for a monster win on that one. Mm-hmm. Yep, let's hope you're wrong. Let's hope so. Um, that's pretty much it for this week, Dan. Nice. Um, well, interested just having uh, just having the two. It's been a long old time since we've uh, since we've just done one mano a mano. It has. It's been a bit emotional. It has. Yeah. <laughs> any um, um, any any fond any particularly fond memories of the last five years? Yeah, I was that that we had a great um, a great trip on the road, didn't we? Over to over to Ireland, where we mm. we went there on this there and back in the same day to watch. Well, to watch the Scarlets, wasn't it? Um, against Leinster in the was it the semi? It was the semi-finals, yeah. In the semi-final, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of <laughs> we had some good fun, didn't we? On the the game, obviously, was um, didn't uh, didn't quite go to plan, but we had some good fun, uh-huh. didn't we? On the on the way there and uh, and the way back and the yeah the car park on the way back, it still tickles me. We were absolutely shattered, weren't we? And um, yeah, I think you were. Uh... Well, we got off the bus. We got off the bus <laughs> one stop too early at Stansted, um, at Stansted yeah. Car Park, didn't we? So we were. I think I around. made us do that as well, didn't I? This is the this is the that. stop. This is the stop, yeah. Jed. Yeah, wandering around. Guy, it must have been late. Wandering around Stansted and it then having a, and then having an hour and a half hour and a half drive around the M25 to get back home as well was, yeah. not, um, was not what was needed at that point in time, was it? But um, No, I remember yeah, in the car it park, trip. it was pitch black. It's so difficult to find your bloody car there as well, isn't it? Mm. And I just, we'd been wandering around for a while, your head had gone, and I just I just started laughing, and it wasn't the time to laugh, was it? <laughs> yeah, you had to be there, didn't you? But yeah, that was that was a fond memory of mine. Anything, anything for you? Oh, it's been lots, Dan. Been lots of uh, lots of fun. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's, I mean, some of those early day ones were just hilarious. Just doing it in the, um, <laughs> you know, when we had when we had access to a studio as well, and then, you know, getting. Uh, I seem to remember us getting um, getting locked out of the office as well. Do you remember? I'd like I had to yeah. keys and it wouldn't yeah. open it, and I was staggering staggering through a couple of pubs in London to try and find some of my some of my workmates who'd be able to let me back in because my. <laughs> Because uh, my house keys were in the uh, were locked yeah. in the office after they'd had uh, uh, two two to three hours on the craft ales of uh, d- yeah Victoria four to five hours I reckon um, yeah so but for some reason they 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 stick in the mind as um it's been a lot of fun the one um the one I really enjoyed was when we went down to London Welsh's first home game after um after uh, they they started again in the uh, in the lower leagues whatever that was um yeah, well the eighth the eighth tier of uh, of English rugby, but that was a that was a really good day, and you know the the club was was um, you know was it was a fun place to be around, and uh, yeah, that that'd definitely be one. And then yeah, you know I suppose just the ones after the, the ones after the Grand Slam were great fun, and the what the yeah. World Cup was just you know again just uh, full of full of hope. It's always gonna I, I think it's always gonna be a bit dictated by you know by how how your team's getting on, and 
in the absence of the Dragons being any good for the, for the bulk of that five years, it's largely been about how Wales have got on. But um, yeah, lots of um, yeah, lots of, lots of good stuff in there as well, mate. Absolutely, and lots more to come, I'm sure. Here's here's to five more, then, eh? Exactly. Yeah. The next stop is ten. Next Jeez. stop is ten. Well, yeah. Big thank, big thanks to uh, to everyone who's um, who's contributed over the last five years, who's who's come on as a guest. A big thanks to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. As always, if you want to get some great quality coffee, you can do that at SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk. Um, and uh, yeah, mainly a big thanks to you, Dan, for sticking it out during this time. Well, thanks for me having me on. You do all and the editing. Fo- I just turn up, turn up, put on the white boots, and uh, put a few up and unders in. That's it, isn't it? And uh, yeah, of course, mainly uh, a large thanks to to everyone who's listened. Uh, whether you're a, whether you're a, a late convert or you've been listening that whole time, it's uh, it's it's much appreciated. Um, but we will be back uh, to chat to you next week on the first of our next five years. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.